Okay, we are back, man. I had to take a bagel break because legit, just sitting here for like four or five hours, like in front of a camera is kind of weird. Um, Hi, I'm a Black Dynasty podcast. We're doing Dynasty X right now. This is our 10 hour live broadcast happening from the public hotel. We've had an amazing day full of guests. Um, we had Martin Adkins, we had Andrew Barber from Fake Shore Drive, Greg Corner from Kilhanna and JBTV. The list goes on and on and on. Show You Suck, uh, Closed Sessions, The Downright Crew. It's been a great day. Uh, we have Sean C.K., who made an unexpected appearance here today, man. Thank hey. you so much for coming up. We're hey. going to do a quick segment. we got people just flooding in left and right. But but you came up here um, because you're connected with, you know, you've worked with DJ RTC, Alex Fructor from Closed Sessions. Absolutely, absolutely. I had to come up and show love to Closed Sessions and RTC for sure today. Mm-hmm. I mean, RTC is like a mentor to me. Like, he helped me through a lot of stuff, and he's just, you know, a great dude. So I had to come up and see what was going on today, man. And, and you're doing really cool work in the city. Kind of bring us into the work that you're doing in the in the creative and music industry spaces. Um, well, yeah, I've been working with. Uh, well, I started with Art, with Ruby Hornet at RTC with RTC. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of segue myself into doing working with uh, mainly Chance the Rapper and his uh, and his team. Yeah, um, lots of love for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to everybody at the, at the camp. Um, but yeah, I uh, I currently now like work on merchandise with Chance and his whole crew. So, you know, we have a big roster at a Hate Brand, and, you know, we do Chance the Rapper, Vic Mensa, Party Next Door, um, a lot of artists. So um, Right on. Yeah. How did you get involved in that space, you know, doing merch and branding work with, like, some really, really great kind of premier artists? Um, I'd say really just, you know, being at the right place at the right time, honestly, and sort of following, like, the, the you know, following my gut. You know what I mean? Following my good, the, the vibes. Like, Ruby Hornet at one point, you know, was really amazing. We, I loved everything we were doing. But, uh, you know, everyone everyone grows and, you know, sort of fell like that was the right time. So right before Acid Rap dropped, I just I was really clicking with the camp, you know, six months before. And you sort of just happened. Like, I moved in to, to, to the office and to where we, uh, to the living space and then what became the office. And, yeah, from the rest of history, really. And you're also doing really cool events at the Apple Store, you said. And when you say Apple Store, are you talking Lean Park, like on Halstead, or are you talking North um, Michigan Avenue? Well, yeah, currently I had my first event on Wednesday at the North Michigan Ave Apple Store. Um, NMA, man. Yeah. I used to work there 10 oh, years ago. Shout out right. NMA. Hey, shout them out, shout them out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically Apple's doing a lot of events recently where they want to connect culture and the city. Uh, within you know where they are and so they sort of reached out to me and I uh, did my first event Wednesday with Bucket Feet shouts to uh, Aaron you know that's a good homie of mine lots of love for Bucket Feet too they've been on the podcast 100% 100% and that went really well um, and we're definitely doing more in the future so be on the lookout for that definitely right on man um, Sean CK, where can people find out more about your work and what you're doing and, and kind of get involved with that? Follow me on Twitter, Sean CK, at Sean CK, S-E-N-C-K. Um, I currently don't have my own website yet, but um, you know what I mean? Definitely hit me up on Twitter, email me, all the info's there, and uh, also my SoundCloud. Uh, my SoundCloud is Jugan. Dude, I love it. Um, <laughs> and this was a really unexpected visit here, so... We're going to set up a longer form podcast, talk more in depth about what you do. Yeah. And, and man, like I'd love to find some kind of way to collaborate on some kind of events together. I'd know? love to. I'd love to. Thank you again for, I mean, I didn't mean to budget at all, but no, thank man. you again for having me. I love it. I love that we have creative people doing really cool work, just like literally coming through, man. That's yeah. cool. Uh, Sean CK, um, at Sean CK on Twitter, doing cool work with like amazing artists like Chance, Vic, um, 
Party Next Door, like all all local artists too. Don't forget mm-hmm. the Omis, No Name Gypsy, Dude, Saba. You know what I mean? All, all the up-and-comers. everyone you just mentioned has been on those podcasts before. Yep, yep. So, um, and also doing events at the Apple Store, man. Sean C K. Thank you so much for coming up, man. Thank and you, sir. Thank you. Part of this, right on. All right. All right. We can bring on, um, Ganser. What? Thank you guys for being patient. Hey, of course. No worries. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, I love that this is the only place we hang out. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we try. Um, so, Nadia and Alicia from Ganser, how are you guys doing? Doing great. great. We've yeah. been really busy. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, you know, we did our first interview on the podcast together a few months back right. here at Public in the lobby, and now we're on the 17th floor, so we literally... Okay. Right. Started from the from bottom. The bottom. <laughs> and, and now we're <laughs> now here. We're here. Now we're here. Oh. Um, I love it, man. Uh, yeah, you guys are busy. Tell me about that. Oh, gosh. Well, we got a lot of really great stuff going on. I mean, we just, uh, we're just working on some new stuff. Um, we got the opportunity to, to maybe work with a record label out of L.A. called Buddyhead, so we're excited to... Really? Yeah, we're in, and we're um, we're still in the works with it, so it's nothing, it's, you know, they've announced something, so we're, we're allowed to say it, but we're, we're very excited for that. Right, we just released a music video mm-hmm. uh, last month, which went really well, worked yep. with a local friend of mine that I know in advertising, mm-hmm. and uh, put that together, just kind of DIY, quick and dirty, but that's kind of how we got in touch with Buddyhead, so... And that's kind of the, the Ganser model, too, yeah. right? Like... You guys are like kind of quick and dirty. It's post-punk. It's like it's kind of rough and raw, and right. and I dig that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something where um, you have so many tools at your disposal now. You know, in terms of getting yourself out there. I mean, you know that. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. With everything that's happening today. Like, yeah. Congratulations, by the way. No, I mean, thank you guys for being part of it. Like, yeah. The whole idea was that I wanted to, I wanted to celebrate it with like people who I really like, people doing exciting creative work, and it's like. This is just this awesome way to do that. Yeah. You know? But you know that, like, when you have all those tools at your disposal, it's like you really do have to, like, focus and buckle down to make stuff happen. Yeah. And so, uh, totally. You know, we're completely, like, self run. You know, we do all of the stuff to promote ourselves and to get stuff going. Um, And it's just been a lot of, like, it's a labor of love, and, you know, we'll. We love what we do, and we're having a lot of fun, and we're just onward and upward. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you do have to be extremely self-critical. Totally. Um, Which you know is a double-edged sword, but it's like (laughs) one of those things is you know, whenever we finish something, we always come back together and go, "How could we do that better?" Yeah, really. You know, we're always our the next thing worst critics, (laughs) (laughs) which is like to our benefit, and also also sometimes not but yeah we got a lot of we're working on a new EP too that's gonna be out um, next year sometime. next year at Probably some point spring. yeah so that's com- that's in the works new uh, singles are in the works we're playing a festival in Ohio next week so yeah. we just like are so you guys so are many like things. you're not kidding when you say you're busy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and, it just goes on that's awesome yeah and both yeah. of us are, are obviously like we work full time jobs in you know our own creative field so it's very you know it's it's we put this in whenever whenever we're able to so it's almost like a second job at this point so. yeah no absolutely yeah so how, like, let's kind of break it down. Like, how have you guys been able to, you know, make some of these things happen? And I, I, I always feel weird asking that because I always mm-hmm. feel like the subtext is like, how did you guys make this? And I never mean it like that, but it's like, yeah. you're, you're making incredible things happen. What's been your process? Gosh, it's just a lot of hard work, I think. It's, just a, it's a lot of you putting yourself out there and not being afraid to and kind of not being afraid to just throw your name and... 
promote yourself. Right. Like, I mean, self-promotion is the, is the key, really. I mean, we, we kind of come back to that Amy Poehler quote, like, just do the thing. Yeah. Don't talk about doing the thing. Just do the thing. Yeah. And I think it's, it took some time to figure out, like, what each person is better at. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point now, we kind of have it down to a little bit of a system to really kind of take advantage of... Um, what of we, our strengths, right, yeah, exactly. and how we can we can work together to make this essentially small business happen. You know, right. no, it is. Also, so. the Chicago music and like the Chicago music scene is like so supportive. Oh God, like it's we great. can never say that enough in terms of everyone has <clears throat> been amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. How long? Of, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, you know, just finding cool people that also make cool stuff and and being able to collaborate together. Yeah, um, there's so, there's some good people. Who are some of the local, you know, artists, creatives, industry? Like, who, who are you guys collaborating with or, or connecting with in Chicago? Oh man, well, um, we're a lot of the population has been a really great. They're a band that's been really helpful <coughs> and really always there to to um, to lend us, you know, some advice or or try to get us, you know, just any any help that they can right. they can give us. Um, Gosh, I'd, I'd like to say replicant. Or, replicant. They've or, been cool. Yeah. They've been cool to us also. Um, typesetter. Typesetter set were, up this um, like kind of DIY festival going against Wicker Park Fest. Yeah, what Double was that door. called? Fuck Fest. That's <laughs> right. right. Yeah, it was great. But I it was mean, a lot like, of fun. That it was, was a some, double door, right? It was a yeah. double door, and it yeah. was I forget. I think it was twenty four bands. Oh my god! It was back nuts. to back, upstairs, downstairs. It was a marathon, and it was one of the loudest shows I've ever. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, um, and then the people who have helped us otherwise, I mean, obviously, like, you know, Rob Hyman, who has been, who was the, um, the guy, one of the engineers on our, on our, mm-hmm. all of the stuff that we've pretty much most of the we put out at from, this point. From Pigface. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. he yeah, he'd worked with Martin Atkins. Um, and, and Ivan Russia. Ivan Russia of mm-hmm. Mr. Russia. Um, he's been great, a great help. Also, the guys from Dead on TV have been super, super supportive and super helpful. So right. there's just like, so you guys are out there, man. I mean, it's just about, it's a community and it's about having a creative community and not, we're not in competition with each other. Like we make music. No one's right. getting rich off this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this is a labor. It's like I said, it's a labor of love. Everybody loves what they're doing. This is our creative outlet. And like to be supportive of each other and to build each other up is what it's all about. And what makes the Chicago music scene, I think different and mm-hmm. awesome. You know, and, you know, we've been around a year and a half, but it's like one of those things where it's just now that we're starting to encounter some very new bands maybe some folks that are a little younger yeah. and we're actually able to like give maybe halfway decent advice <laughs> even though we're still you know learning yeah, ourselves kind of dead right. mothers yeah no, I don't know well, about no. that I don't know about <laughs> dead mothers we're more like that surly asshole at the end of the bar is just like mm, you know what you gotta do you gotta set up a Facebook account yeah. <laughs> So, like, yeah. the dude at the, in the big, not the dude, but, like, like the guy at the bar in the Big Lebowski? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I always miss Big Lebowski references. Not that I've seen the movie, it's just, I always, I haven't seen it recently, so I'm always like, what? Yeah. Wait. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's good to kind of give where you can and then also be appreciative when people yeah. help you out. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, Gamser, you know, you've got all these things going on, um, and... I've been doing this for five hours, so I blanked on my question. It's a no, <laughs> no worries. I was like, uh, let's see if I can get that. Um, we're we're totally cool. I know what I was going to ask because just because you guys have so much going on that I'm like yeah. trying to keep up. Sure. So, you know, you mentioned Buddy Head and potentially signing with them. If you do that, you know, and maybe it's too premature to say, like, would you be moving to L.A. or would you oh, stay in Chicago because of the community? Or? Gosh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Our lives are here, it, but we're also like, I mean, we're kind of down to ride this to wherever we we want to ride. I don't think that we're looking to like sign 
right yet with them. I think it's more of like a trial to see how it, how this yeah, this like project. one like this one sort of project works out and testing the waters and seeing where it goes. Um, but uh, no, we love Chicago, so we're here for now, you know. But right, and we have so many resources here. I mean, we're already in talks with people to see where we want to record this upcoming project with Buddyhead, and there's just so many good people here that you know. Yeah. Well, I think it's easier to, and I, I say this having not lived in LA and New York, so I'm sure there's people who are going to be like, "That's total bullshit. You're wrong." But it's like, to me, you can build. I think, like you're talking about, such a great community, such great connections. And I also think you can impact harder in a city like Chicago. Yeah. You know, like, moving to L.A., not just them, but, like, that's great if you're fallout boy. Yeah. You know, if, like, if you've been signed, <laughs> uh-huh. you're about to go have, a, like, a major record, right. and then right. you get out there, and that's where you're going to be. Yeah. But I think, you know, for so many artists that are not fallout boy, which I guess is everyone, yeah. but, like, for so many, like, independent Chicago artists, Chicago is such a great place to be. It really is. Like, today... I, I knew this already, but today I've seen it so much. Like, all the talk about community, all the talk about working hard, all the talk about collaborating and connecting here. Mm-hmm. It's like, to me, this city just is so, like, prime for that. And it really sounds like that's what you guys are experiencing. Oh, yeah. It's it's a complete creative incubator, in a, at least in the music industry. I mean, I can't really speak to the music industry in L.A. All I, I mean, I work in film, so all I can speak to is the film industry in L.A., and that's completely different, and it's not not really something I'd, I'm... I'm uh, <laughs> I'm able to talk about too much, but uh, it's just, yeah, I I think Chicago's just got this great, great creative incubation happening, and I think that this is a good place to be. At least now, this is where we need to be, and yeah. but we're we're game to like ride this wherever it goes. So, and how are you developing the new music? Is it you know still very much in like the kind of darker post-punk vein or kind of? Well, yeah. the new song that we've been writing and the new songs that have been coming out are a little bit more electronic. Um, a little bit more dancey. Mm-hmm. It was something that we wanted to kind of challenge ourselves, you know, in terms of because it's very easy with the genre to kind of get very low and very low energy and very yeah mm-hmm. uh, in that space. So yeah. you know, challenging ourselves like you know the new song. We were joking that it's kind of like about FOMO. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally, it's real. It's yeah. totally well, and and it's also like I feel like we have we have as artists we we pull from the world around us and we see what what's like that's where our sources are we're not we're not like living in a vacuum you know we're mm-hmm. we're creating based right. on what's around us and, and what we're feeling and and I you think know. you know once you have a sound it's like then you can once you kind of establish and get more comfortable with it that's when you can say like well what does a Ganser song sound like if yeah. it's really cocky yeah like right. what does that sound like and I think you know again like if you are satisfied with where you're at you're never going to grow no so it's, yeah it's good to kind of stretch we always are kind of looking back at the stuff we've done and we're like yeah we could do better though like and uh, the energy we do want to bring energy to it because i feel like that for me at least playing live now that we've played live you know a lot more it's it's just been that energy and the interaction with the with the crowd is just is something that it's it's informing our work also so mm-hmm. you know and I, i'm not worried about you guys ever reaching a point where you're like, ah, this is good enough. Like, mm-hmm. you guys are clearly, like, highly ambitious people. We just, like, we just, it's never good enough. It's yeah. never <laughs> going to be. We're going to be 80-year-olds with our, like, in our, like, creative studio or whatever. We're probably a basement in the or somewhere in the woods, like, where they've, like, they've, like, shoved us to. Just like, no, it's still terrible. Try it again. Do it harder. So, yeah, I mean, it's just something that, uh, I think that we're just going to continue 
continue doing, and you know, yeah. you're satisfied for half a minute, but then you got to move on. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's how great art is made. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, we hope so. <laughs> I think yeah. I think the main challenge right now is going to be finding the ideal uh, recording environment for us. I think oh that's yeah. Gonna be the next thing. Yeah, it's definitely part of the growing process. We're gonna have to. We're having to kind of evolve in that way and. Fine. Are you looking at other studios? Or are you thinking of building your own? Or uh, we're looking, we, we, we're out. looking at other studios, just kind of, just tentatively talking to friends' bands and just seeing what they're doing. Um, but in terms of you know recording all together in the room or you know separately, just mm-hmm. different you know different processes just to get something closer to what we're looking for. Yeah, right for on. Sure. Yeah. Um, a, I can't wait to hear new music, yeah. and B, I love that you guys are working so hard all the time and making all these things happen, and it's been really cool. You know, even just this year, like getting to know you guys through the podcast and seeing everything you're doing, I think it's really ex- inspiring and exciting. Oh, like Gantzer, well, I think is doing really, really cool things well, like in the scene. Like yeah, this. obviously. Yeah, we always gosh. have an eye on what you're doing. Yeah, we're oh. always like, what time? We're always watching. Good. We're watching. No, that's awesome, man. Um, we're gonna bring on Eric from Glitter Guts here. Because all he's right. someone who very much also comes from the hey. DIY world. I don't know if you guys all know each other. Sweet. No, I'm familiar with Glitter So, um, Alicia and Nadia are from Ganser, and then Eric is from GlitterGuts.com, the photo site. One of the things we've been doing today is, like, instead of just interviewing each person separately, I kind of wanted there to be some, like, crossover, especially when it's, right. like, right. people that are doing similarly cool things mm-hmm. and it makes sense. So, Ganser are really an awesome post-punk DIY outfit and Eric of course does amazing DIY punk work with <laughs> Glitter Guts and all of your work. How are you doing, man? I'm doing real well. It's been a, a good silly weekend. Yeah? yeah? What have you been up to? You did the Black and Brown the Black party, and right? Brown punk show was uh, yesterday and it was also the day before. It was really good. It had uh, bands from all over the country, punks of color, mm-hmm. queer, trans, intersex punks, yeah. uh, La Armada, Hometown Heroes, Getting Big, uh, did a mini set within their set of uh, uh, covers of other punk songs written by Chicagoans, like culminating in a cover of Los Crudos' Asesinos. So there was a very rare Eric Labrat in the pit, old school <laughs> moment. Nice. <laughs> Throwback. Uh, yeah. So, it, yeah, it was that. I did the the Fly Honey show, which is like this uh, pretty much a, a radical feminist nudie show uh, mm-hmm. with a lot of talented people. Our friend uh, Maggie from Celine Neon is involved in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was killing it. And it start, And my weekend started with an under-the-sea-themed quinceanera. So <laughs> you're doing it all. You go to the it's best stuff, great. man. You really do. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and I threw my party, uh, Bump and Grind Court. It's an R&B party the last Friday every uh, every month at Beauty Bar. Who I was should, the artist this I month? Uh, we did a tribute to Kanye because it was the... Who? Uh, Kanye. Uh, Jesus. Never. Uh, Mr. West. Not familiar. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he, he's, he's a new upstart. He's been sure. around for a minute. It was the 10th anniversary of the George Late. Bush doesn't care about black people uh, on Friday and the 10th year anniversary of late registration. So yeah. we're like, let's mm-hmm. let's show him some love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago has lots of love for him. We were busy all night. Yeah, man. Absolutely. No drama. No, nice. no fuss. I'm always worried <laughs> no when, when we like pack the place out that like... Someone's going to get gully or stupid, but none of that happened. It was a love fest. Can't ask for anything more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've been operating independently in Chicago for, for how long? Because you've, you're someone, you know, like me, like, like so many of our peers, like where you've built something 
from scratch on your own through sheer force of will. How long have you been up to that now? Uh, me and my partner, Sarah, started in about 2007, right at the end. I think we did a, a Thanksgiving party and a New Year's party. And 2008, one of us, and I'm not sure which one of us at this point, it's uh, lost to the annals of history and the bottom of a whiskey bottle, uh, came up with the name Glitter Guts. And our thought was, uh, if we can't think of anything better, let's go with that one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, watch tomorrow. You wake up and you're like, wait, it should have been. <laughs> yeah. There were so many bad puns that like kind of sort of could have made the cut. There was the John Wilkes photo booth. There was a uh, Queers <laughs> photo studio. <laughs> I like John Wilkes photo booth. Yeah, it's it's like the the B sharps on the Simpsons. It's like funny that first the time B you hear it, then it's like sharp, I have yeah. to keep saying all three words. And yeah. <laughs> That's such a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of puns, but if my whole life was interconnected with the same pun day in, day out, I, I think I would John Wilkes Booth myself. I always wanted to throw a night in Boys Town um, called Mariah Karaoke. Ooh. And for years, people were like, that's a dumb idea. That's a dumb name. That's a dumb idea. And then Katy Perry dropped Mariah Karaoke in a song, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what? I should have done that. Like, KP came up with it. Like, I could have, like... That could have been my in with her. Uh-huh. Man, and now it'll never happen. Otherwise, I was so close. You're going to need another Mariah karaoke. Yeah. Hmm? You're going to need another Mariah karaoke. Yeah, you're yeah. going to have to find something else mm. that's I know. equally as amazing. Well, I also have I'm a hip-hop... I'm surprised there's not a Harry karaoke. <laughs> there should be that. Like, I, I feel like, <laughs> like, let's contact Spina when we get off the phone, get old style involved. He's going to Free hot dogs everywhere. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> I did have my... So I'm never, ever, ever going to have a rap career. I'm never going to be a rapper. No, don't say that. But I do have a name picked out. I believe in you. Since I'm a journalist, I've always thought if I ever drop a mixtape, it's going to be under the name Rhymes New Roman. Ooh. Right? Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's like, yeah, (laughs) the B-sharps. Right on, man. So what's coming up with Glitter Guts? What's in the future for you guys? Because, like I said, you're always doing cool, creative, interesting underground work. Uh, well, Halloween is coming up, so that's uh, that's really our time to shine. We like getting pictures of everybody in their costumes. We usually, uh, I think we're going to be doing something at the temporary Neo space at Debonair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually do something with Nocturna, which is uh, the country, maybe the world's longest running goth dance party. And me personally, I'm going on a road trip with uh, Joe Vortec. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Automatic, we're doing the uh, steampunk thing uh, down south for a, a week. We're going to the Tampa Bay Steampunk Fest. <laughs> so, Dude, your life. Yeah. Your life is awesome. Yeah, we're I gonna love it. Drive through, through Bourbon County, Kentucky, and load up and act really silly with people with like cravats and top hats <laughs> and lots of frills. We should do a night where I shave this and we wear the same outfit. And we just freaky Friday it and see if we can. I'm just down. <laughs> I'm down. And then we can both pretend we're security guards and get backstage. I get everywhere. that all the time. Uh huh. Except I've for shows it. where I want it to be the case. Yeah. Like no one comes up to me when I'm at a Katy Perry show and they're just like, "Hey, you're supposed to be back there." I'm like, "All right." She's got all her guards microchipped. Like, I believe that. Not even their not even their armbands, not their lamp. I don't they, even get like, good security behind questions. the eye. <laughs> I just get like, "Where's the bathroom?" I'm like, "I don't know." Can I go out and smoke? I don't care. I don't work here. <laughs> Do you, man? Live your life. Have yeah, that cigarette. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Carpe yeah. diem. Um, what have you, you know, what have you learned from from doing glitter guts for so long? For having this independent business that 
you've been able to really build out and do really exciting, interesting things with? Um, man, the, the most important things I've learned are that uh, everyone is at their best when they're having a good time. And the most important part, and this is, I don't know, uh, it might be business overall beyond photography, but for me, it's just everyone uh, looks their best when they're comfortable. I'm not trying to drag anything out of people. I just want to help everybody uh, shine to the, to the best. Everybody is having fun in your pictures. Everybody yeah. looks happy. Well, Everybody I don't. Like, I don't get in people's faces. I don't drag them in. I. I would hate it if they weren't having fun. Like if they're like, oh, I feel like I should. It's like no. When you're ready, when you're ready, come to me. I'll help you out. Have if you're had, if you're unsure, I'll give it that extra extra look after. Yeah. Have you guys ever been in his photo booth? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So many times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say. Maybe even sober. Ooh. <laughs> Once or twice. You make Chicago look so fun. You do. It yeah, it's so fun. It's great. I love it here. Chicago is a blast. It's wicked fun. I'm not ignoring you guys. I'm no. also, like, literally arranging all this time with, like, who's coming in next. Oh, who's coming man. in next? Who's coming in next? Um, we have Eric Scheinkopf from Music Dealers. We have Stavros uh, from The Atlas Moth. I mm-hmm. really wanted to, like, switch it up and just, like, mm-hmm. bring in a wide range of interesting people here. Nice. So, you know, because that's what Chicago is. She, like, it's easy, I think, for people outside of Chicago to be like, oh, Chicago's Oprah, it's Kanye, it's it's Chance. But it's like, it's those things, no doubt, but it's so much more. It's like, it's such a diverse scene, you know, mm. or, or a diverse kind of multitude of scenes, rather. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are the most, like, I mean, I guess in that vein, like, what are some of the most kind of, like, enjoyable events or scenes for you to shoot or work in where you get the mm. order and you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome? Uh, well, my my favorite uh, this weekend, everything I named already, Black and Brown Punk Show, and yeah. uh, it's kind of, uh, I want to say Sister Fest, but it's like a genderless uh, relation, uh, sibling <laughs> relation fest, uh, Fed Up Fest, which is a, uh, a fest of uh, the queer punks of Chicago nice. and, uh, in, and internationally. They had people from all over uh, North America. This year, uh, I love the punk rock fest. That's where I came up in. Sure. I love anything specifically Chicago, uh, uh, juke, footwork, industrial, house, all that stuff is just runs through my blood. And uh, my favorite event, it, it's hard not to be, is the World Naked Bike Ride every year, <laughs> uh, which is just another insane love fest because it's all about. Uh, Feeling comfortable in a in a way you wouldn't usually feel comfortable in what for so many people is a night is a literal nightmare scenario of I'm in public with no clothes on, (laughs) but it is like when it's you and everyone else. It's not a sexual thing. It's like the most natural state of being, and everyone's like, oh yeah, all my body hangups are dumb because everyone is beautiful and everyone's kind of weird in some way or another. Or it's like it's alternately like everyone is beautiful slash everyone is ugly. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like if we if you. You and I went out to World Naked Bike Ride in like Hollywood mm. or like Beverly Hills, and we'd be like, "Oh shit, this sucks." No, <laughs> no. I, th- I mean, I've, I've spent some I've spent some time in LA, and I've spent some time in Hollywood, and I've spent some time in West Hollywood, and people like you know, once you're uh, like even in the studio lot, you've got right. the the faces, and then the behind the scene faces and then the the people on the tour faces and then yeah. the people on the street faces and it's well, they have the same the same range i mean once you're outside of the industry i was 
at a hotel room where they were shooting America's Next Top Model one time. And I did notice that all the off-screen camera talent was gorgeous. They would be like, I guess they were like Hollywood fives, but they were anywhere else in the world like 13s. Right. Uh, Yeah. But you know what, man? Chicago is the best look. We're great. I love Chicago people. We're beautiful. We're Midwest. Yeah. We got it. We get a couple extra pounds in the winter. We deserve it. We have good Polish sausage. We would die without it. And the food here. The food in Chicago is better than anywhere else. I stand by that. We have the mm. best food. I mean, blocks from here is my favorite meal in the city. Third Coast Cafe. Literally, after you guys do this, go down to Third Coast Cafe. It's on Goethe. Mm. Right down the street. Get the Cajun chicken penne pasta with bacon bits. It is life-changing. I do that every year for my birthday. Like, it is my Walter White spelling out his birthday number in bacon. <laughs> like, it's my jam. Last year I went in there with, like, all my friends and, like, the wait staff. Like, I put the order in. They're like, oh, we don't have that tonight. And, like, I just literally, like, lost all color in my face, apparently. And they were like, no, we're just fucking with you. <laughs> Hi, man. Yeah. <laughs> but Chicago, man. Chicago, it has the best people. It has the best food. It has the best culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to bring music dealers in next year. But um, Gantzer, Nadia, and Alicia, and Eric from Glitter Guts, man, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much because, again, you guys have all sorts of things going on. Thank you for being here. And let's continue to do longer conversations, you know, as things keep happening. And thank you guys for always being great contributors and visitors and supporters of the podcast, man. It's all love. Absolutely. Congratulations again. Congrats on 10 years. Yeah. Awesome. Um, So if you can just sign the poster when you guys go out. Oh, we signed it. Uh, So awesome. We signed it. Sweet. We left you a little bit. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I haven't gotten to read anything. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good good evening. Stay strong. Awesome. Always great seeing you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Oh, what is this? <gasps> you brought a cake? Oh my God, that's amazing. Thank you so much, man. How are you doing? Very good, thanks. You. Where do you want? Wherever, anywhere on the couch. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Congratulations, man. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's great. Um, Eric Scheinkopf from Music Dealers, man. How are you doing? Very good. Very good. Happy to be here with you. Uh, I've bet that out of anybody that you have on the show today, you've been doing it longer and more effectively than, than almost any company that you have on. So it's an inspiration uh, to everybody else. So thank you. Well, dude, I mean, I, I'm not saying this. It's like, it's really, I love the format of what I do because it's literally built around talking to interesting people. Mm. So there's no way for me to not be inspired by getting to talk to like, whether it's creative industry folks or, you know, musicians or like, you know, DJs, rappers, promoters, like when you talk to people who are passionate about what they do and they're doing something interesting and innovative, you know, like like music dealers, it's you walk away inspired, you yeah. know? Everybody's got something to teach, that's for sure. No, and, and I love that, and I, I very much subscribe to that. Um, how are you doing? Like, what's going on? You know, I know that you had the book come out. Was that last year already? Yeah, last year. Wow. But, uh, it feels like we were just sitting down for barbecue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it actually, it was uh, top 10% of any business books that Macmillan put out last year. So I've got uh, a new book that um, I got asked to, to create. So I'm turning in the final draft on Tuesday uh, on the 1st. So... Did that already come out as an ebook, or am I? Yeah, we put out uh, a section of it. We put out the okay. television, a shortened section. It's uh, different sections are on television industry, film, um, video games, and then advertising and brands and how they're using music. And what's, what's the new going. book called? 
So, I don't have <laughs> the approved title, but okay. I'm going to announce it for the first time today in the effort to nice. visualize, to materialize, and hope that it comes true. All right. Uh, but what I hope that it is called is Return of the Hustle, How the Marketing Power of Music is Resurrecting the Industry. I love it. Oh, all right. That is awesome. That is good. a powerful title. I felt good saying it just now, so thanks. I felt good hearing it. Um, I know Return of the Hustle is... It's a big part of the music dealer's story and ethos. Yeah, absolutely. What absolutely. does that mean to you guys? I mean, I, I know everybody knows what that means, but like, what does that really mean? Like, as a philosophy? I mean, as a philosophy, you got to get up and you got to do every single day, and you have to absolutely do your best um, to make something happen or it's not going to happen. And, you know, when we've. Chicago has a hustle that I think is very unique to Midwesterners in, in general. And you go out to the different coasts. And when we opened up in L.A., uh, it was actually relatively easy to get some market uh, share and get some groundswell and some buzz going. And I think it was just because you come out there with that natural Chicago hustle and keep things moving and constantly grind and don't let people cancel meetings. Uh, <laughs> which Man, that'll, that'll kill it. Like those canceled meetings, those delayed, those let me get back to you. Yeah. That stuff goes on for months or years sometimes. And you're just like... Yeah. Yeah. If we had 17 minutes, like we could get this done. Right. And yeah. that's exactly what it's about. Don't don't allow that uh, to disrupt, you know, what you're envisioning and, and want to achieve. And if and if you just keep on moving every single day, keep on grinding, keep on hustling, it, it ends up happening. So you know, very uh, excited. Last week or two weeks ago, we made the um, the Inc. list of the fastest uh, growing private companies in America. I saw that, and you guys uh, made a Chicago list too recently, didn't you? Yeah. So um, with that, we were one of the I'm not sure what percentage, but one of the, the few companies actually out of Illinois that uh, made that list. Um, it was great to see though that the media industry was huge on that list. So of the fastest growing private companies, media industry is really uh, doing well, got a lot of, um, you know, it's bringing a lot of income back to the creatives, back to the artists, back yeah. to the, you know, photographers and, and everybody else in the industry. So it's, it's, it's really special. It's a good time. So we're, how far into music dealers are we now? Like five years, six years? Almost eight. Wow, that's crazy. Almost so eight, yeah. what do you think about, or what do you what do you think it is about the music dealer's idea that it's just caught fire like it has? Because I mean, we always knew it was a great idea, but it's gone beyond you know smart people knowing it's a good idea to being something proven, yeah. something that has numbers and, and lists and, and recognition. Sure, I mean, I think one right off the bat, it it was all about creating a platform that not only respected art and artists, but um, you know, was really built to bring value to all parties, to the to the clients, to the ad agencies, to the television <coughs> networks, helping them find better music without having to pay top dollar for the biggest artists in the world. Um, using music that's going to get your attention, uh, engage you, attract you a little bit more to whatever the project is, um, and you know, get the artists the money that they deserve. Uh, invest in artist careers and development. You know, we started at a very interesting time in 2007, and that was when, you know, there was no label investing in young talent, no label investing in A&R and discovery, artist development, um, and that's exactly what we did. So I think we created a, a new lane for artists to actually have some hope that the industry wasn't going to ignore them completely, because it was all about, you know, labels just signing what's already been proven as successful, and there was no foot in the door for an independent artist. And you know, that's what we set out to do, and, and uh, it's worked. You know, it's really interesting, and, and this is coming up a lot today, is I'm really realizing how many people kind of 
started moving on things around 2007, 2008. Um, you know, Eric from GlitterGuts.com, the, the photo website was just here just a moment ago, and he was talking about launching that in that window. Uh, Andrew Barber from Fake Shore Drive was talking about how they're at eight years now. Mm-hmm. And I really think, like, it was somewhere in that kind of, like, post-MySpace, pre-Facebook world that people really started to, I think... I think collectively there was a realization of like digital entrepreneurship and, and building something like you could go make a photo site, you could go make a blog, you can make a podcast, you can make a company, you know, whereas 2003, I think it was kind of like the old world, you know, there was the established players. You couldn't really build out the way that you could really, I think starting in that like 2006, seven, eight window. Yeah, I mean, I would have to say that it was a lot of these companies were created out of a necessity because we were still in a recession at that point. Right. Um, so there was one, there was a lot of opportunity because people needed things cheaper, they needed things done faster, they needed things done better quality, but they didn't have the budgets. Uh, that was the opportunity with music dealers. Um, you know, really, we were doing it before we started music dealers, but in 2006, I was throwing concerts and I had these great indie bands from Chicago. And it was uh, the creatives at, at uh, Leo Burnett who saw our acts, and they came up after the show, and they said, you know, can I place one of these songs in a commercial? And it was because it was the first time they didn't have the budget to go get the most famous song. Right. Um, so we were scared that when we came out of the recession that uh, people were going to stop using indie artist music. But what had happened was, uh, you know, we proved the case that you actually get more value um, from using an indie artist. But, yeah, I mean, I think all these companies started because it was pretty clear no one was going to hire me in the music industry. No one was going to hire these, you know, photographers. No one was going to hire bloggers right. uh, in a recession. So it was up to us to create the opportunity, to create the platform. And it's amazing what, you know, whether it's Fake Shore Drive, Glitter Guts, Music Dealers, you know, doing this podcast. is like, it's amazing the doors that have been opened by us building and initially something really independent, you know? Yeah. And, like, I'm teaching at Columbia now because I had such great experience doing this and that's kind of a crazy remarkable thing you know um and you guys celebrated a i know we talked about this at south by but you just celebrated a big milestone was it like the first 15 million yeah it earned uh earned independent (coughs) independent artist over 15 million directly in their pocket and that's crazy you know we're luckily sorry luckily well beyond that number now so it's just um you know it's a beautiful thing that these these artists again they didn't know where they were going to make money off their art they didn't you know, have uh, a label to be funding them the ability to just concentrate on that art. And it's been very nice to uh, and rewarding to be able to, you know, get some, some money into their pockets. Now, one of the things we saw at South by Southwest this year, and this has been happening a couple of years now at South by with, you know, the city offices kind of teaming together and bringing some talent down there and showcasing it in Austin is, I think it's really clear that we are in this kind of developing, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say golden age. I don't know if that's too strong, but like we're in a really strong period. We're entering or in a really strong period of, of tech and incubation, entrepreneurship, all these kind of great industries building up in Chicago. Like, how do you view that, you know, being part of that community? Like, how do you view, I've been talking for like five hours, (laughs) Um, but how do you view that culture that's, that's really building here and is becoming every day 
an increasingly more important part of this of the city story. I mean, it, it's beautiful, and it's beautiful to you know their support. Support didn't exist when we were starting the company. When you started, you know, the podcast, there was nowhere to go, nobody to ask for help yeah. or learn from or anything. And now it's everywhere. You can't you know walk anywhere without mentoring programs <coughs> happening or incubators. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it's very you know very special um that you know people have that opportunity today i moved to london when we opened up our london office none of it existed when i came back to chicago i couldn't believe that the built-in chicago community the tech community the music community and everybody's teaming up and trying to help lots of funding from the state and from the government um you know i think they they took a cue from a lot of not just other cities but other countries who have been investing in their art scenes and investing in young tech companies and and they've got something to show for it that gives back to the state and uh i think chicago illinois is going to realize that as well yeah and i think it's really exciting because i think you know maybe this is optimistic but i'm hoping in like five ten years we're looking back at like you know like like we're kind of looking back at 2007 i hope we're looking back at like like 2014-15 as like oh man look at all these things that exist now this is that window when it all was kind of developing, whether it's in 1871, whether it's, you know, an independent incubator, whether it's just, you know, like bucket feet growing yeah. up, like, you know, I think could easily be the next Threadless or something like that. Uh, it's a really exciting time here. It is. And it's not, you know, it's not just Chicago, which is really nice because that actually gives us more opportunity, um, you know, to spread our businesses and to spread yeah. our music and our art. And next week I'm going, the government of Columbia is taking me out to Bogota uh, for a conference out there about, you Jeez. know, startups and this <laughs> and that. And, you know, the government in Brazil uh, hosted us out there for a while. And, like, it's very nice to see these governments are actually investing in art, helping uh, export local music, helping us get inroads. Um, you know, we're starting to work on the, the Olympics in, in Rio. And if it wasn't for the government bringing us out there, we wouldn't know exactly which bands to be working with and, and anything of that nature. So it's great. I mean, that's incredible. Every, every part of that is, like, literally mind-blowingly incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, I mean, I remember when Music Dealers started, and there were not governments bringing no. you places, you no. know? No, that was all, all the hustle. That was uh, yeah. brute force knocking, knocking doors uh, as hard as possible. But now there's opportunity. There's a, um, I brought this up earlier on the podcast, but there's a, a comic writer I'm, I'm just a huge fan of, and he has a great Tumblr, Brian Michael Bendis, and, and he was talking about, you know, he answers all these fan questions through Tumblr, and it was something about, like, how to be taken seriously as an artist or something, and he said something that really just, like, hit me, because it was so clear and well-spoken, I hope I'm quoting it correctly, but it was basically, legitimacy is, le- legitimacy happens through sheer force of will. Hmm. Like, that was basically the idea, and it's really true, because it's like, no one took this podcast seriously when we started. Right. And it, it was only because we were able to, like, you know, like, we got one look, and then we used that to get to the next thing, and then, like, we would do panels at Rocket, and then we were able to partner with the city, and, like, things like that, and just bit by bit by bit, and now it's something that we've been able to do some really cool things with, but it only happened because we, like, did not, there was no, like, you we weren't going to let it not happen. You didn't give up. You didn't yeah. take no for an answer, and that's, that's what it's about. It is, man. Um, so with this new book that's on the horizon, is there any kind of timetable for it? Or? Yeah, so I have to turn it in um, Tuesday, and then it will be coming out uh, second quarter 2016. Right on. Um, so I'm you know, very excited about it. I think it's the first time that we've actually found and created a formula for music supervision success. And one of the reasons that we want to do that is to show the value that music actually brings to these productions. Um, you know, we have this great case study. I think we talked about it before, but... 
we're seeing these all the time. We placed a band in a McDonald's commercial. It's mm-hmm. the number one most Shazam commercial in America. The song goes to number three most viral. Um, number six on iTunes. Band does its first U.S. tour. Gets signed by Columbia. Uh, major label deal. Right? We understand what teaming up with McDonald's did for the band. But then when you look at McDonald's and you show them, hey, you had Chicken McNugget sales increase 18% over a declining baseline during the airing of this commercial. They don't value the music at all. They're not giving credit to the music. And so one, we want to create a formula that having that type of success for the artist and for the brand is, you know, something that's repeatable. But then how are you actually showing the value that the music is bringing to the product sales uh, and showing the ROI for business so that you could actually bring more money back into the music industry. So that's that's what the book is about. I think we identified a, a good formula um, that could be replicated, and I'm excited about it. I love it. Um, Eric Scheinkopf, man, thank you so much for coming up. Thank, thank you. you. I mean, to you and the whole team, because Music Dealers has been so supportive to Dynasty Podcast from day one. Um, it's been great every time we've partnered with you, every time we do any kind of interview or live event. Um, and I can't wait to be eating some barbecue in six months in yeah. Austin with you. No, I'm See, excited. it's easy right now because it's still warm to be like, oh, that'll be nice. But if we do an event in like December or something, we're going to be like, oh my God, when is Austin? I know. Like, no. we need to be there. <laughs> it's gorgeous. No, but to you too, thank you very much for, for all the opportunity that you've given us and the exposure for our artists and for our, great. our craft and our passion. And congratulations again. Thank you so much, man. Thank I really you. appreciate it. And, you know, keep doing amazing work with the company. And we've got a poster out in the green room. If, already signed. Awesome. Right. I love it. 